You're listening to the Biz Library Podcast, a weekly discussion of important topics that affect both HR and learning and development professionals. Biz Library is dedicated to creating the best and most complete online learning solution that both engages employees and drives business results. For more resources like this podcast, be sure to head over to our website, where you'll find up-to-date ebooks, infographics, and other resources, as well as SHRM and HRCI-approved webinars focused on creating better workplaces through great human resource practices and employee development. Hello, and welcome to the Biz Library Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Smith. And I'm Hannah Brenner. Today, we're joined by Lloyd Brown to talk about utilizing technology for training. Lloyd actually recently uh, won an award for utilizing technology, so we're very Grateful for having him here. Thank you for joining us, Lloyd. Appreciate that. You know, it's uh, really, uh, really exciting to do this. Uh, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, and uh, just to be invited is an honor, so thank you. Well, we, we appreciate you saying that. Just so our listeners who haven't had the uh, opportunity to meet you yet get a better idea of who you are, um, Lloyd is the Organizational Development Manager for Monarch Beverage Company, working over 19 years with the company in the alcoholic beverage industry. So I know many people are very grateful for the important work that you do there. Uh, Lloyd has worked in sales, sales management, and HR before his current role. In addition to creating Monarch University, Lloyd also works as a consultant assisting companies with their training needs while delivering courses for organizations across the country. He has also served as president and treasurer of the Monarch Charitable Foundation, a nonprofit organization that contributes to community causes. Since 2006, Lloyd has facilitated classes for thousands of employees in diverse business units. He has partnered with industry and non-industry clients, including Constellation Brands, Miller Coors, Heineken USA, Heartland Food Group, Sigma Tau Pharmaceuticals, and more. So we are delighted that you were able to come today. Thank you again. Sure, sure, sure. Lloyd, first of all, can you talk a little bit about how you got involved in L&D? It sounds like you've had a very uh, long career with, in different roles. So how, how did you end up in L&D? You know, honestly, it was a complete accident. <laughs> uh, I started out as a sales rep and uh, sold wine for my first job here at Monarch Beverage. After that, I was promoted to a district sales manager. Uh, then I looked at, the, looked at the HR side and did some recruiting for us. Uh, after recruiting, started getting into training just our new sales reps and then that kind of exploded so the company felt a need to uh, expand the training to all the departments across the company and then with that um, things just kind of fell into place and then slowly over the past 11 years we've kind of built the program to be what it is now Uh uh-huh so in in those 11 years obviously your programs changed quite a bit also some of the technologies available to you have changed what are some of the bigger changes that you've seen happening over that 11 years that you've worked in this uh, job? Sure. Well, one of the things I've seen change has been social media, obviously. Uh, we've had a chance to take advantage of that, uh, at least with Facebook and also our, uh, our company websites, just to be able to post some things that we do with our classes, post upcoming classes, and really to uh, expand some of the after-class assignments and learnings that we have via social media. You know, in addition to that, um, some of the apps that have been created, uh, there's a number of them that we use here as a company, but uh, for learning specifically, we like the Remind app, which is designed for teachers and students to uh, have assignments after class and reminders of, of different things uh, whenever they have an opportunity to have a classroom experience and then expand that experience uh, post-class. Definitely. And so Derek mentioned um, before he read his bio that you guys actually recently 
won um, one of our client awards for the best use of learning technology. And I know that you utilize a lot of different technologies in your program. So um, I say let's first speak to those maybe in L&D who are still resisting technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned social media. That is uh, very daunting because there's so many different things. So for those who are still resisting, you know, going over the edge and going into that realm, what would your advice to them be? You know, um, technology overall is is kind of the way of the current and also the way of the future. So uh, you've got to embrace it. And instead of fighting the idea of, you know, in a classroom, putting your phones away and putting your iPods away and your iPads away and whatever other devices you're using, we really have to try to figure out how can we use that device as more of a a third hand, so to speak. So instead of fighting and resisting it, how can we use that as a way for us to actually expand the learning opportunities within the classroom and even outside of it? I consider myself pretty tech savvy, but you've mentioned some apps and some platforms that I, even I haven't heard of. How do you keep sort of your ear on the ground to get that pulse of what technologies are out there that you can use to enhance the learning experience for your employees? You know, some of the training conferences I've had a chance to go to, including yours, have been a great way to figure out what's the latest and greatest and what are some best practices that other people are using in order to utilize that technology for your business. So, uh, if anyone has not been to the Align Conference, I highly recommend it. So quick plug for Biz Library there. <laughs> In addition, you know, the ATD Conference uh, is fantastic as well, whether it's the Tech Knowledge Conference or the uh, International Conference and Exposition. But just really network with other uh, learning professionals and figure out what they're using and how they're using it is just a great way to figure out how you can implement something into your program. Definitely. And I think the other worry that pe- that people sometimes have is getting lost in the technology because there's so much out there you can use. So tell us a little bit about kind of your thought process and what you go through to determine if you do want to introduce a new technology to your workforce for training. Uh, I think first we try to determine what what's the purpose. And in terms of the purpose um, after we figured that, uh, after we figured that out, it's who's the audience, and are they geographically dispersed? Uh, are they tech savvy? Are they tech averse? And with us, you know, we we have a sales force and you know other employees who don't report on site. So what we have to try to figure out is how can we communicate with those folks in a, a method other than just emails and. Uh, and other than social media so that they can get the same learning opportunities and, again, use those different devices as third hands. So the philosophy we've taken, and it's probably going to be our theme for 2019, is how can we take the classroom to the employee instead of vice versa? Uh, With limited opportunities for people to come off the streets and uh, high costs of travel expenses and things like that, we really want to figure out how we can use those devices just to to push out learning and even to interact with people to offer coaching off-site. Um, what are some of those platforms? Because it can be so hard to cut through the noise, especially in like email. I, I open up my inbox every day and I have 40 new emails and half of them I don't care about. Um, how do you get how do you get, you know, that learner interested in what message you're communicating? What are some tips you have for that? You know, I'd start with the basics and uh, some of the things that I've learned over my years in learning have been, you know, just to rethink how you use Outlook 
And so in terms of just sending, you know, blanket emails, try to send emails that are worthwhile, emails that have hyperlinks to documents, to resources, to videos, to TED Talks, or anything else that you can use to expand the classroom learning experience. In addition, I'm a huge fan of PowerPoint. And the more you learn about PowerPoint, you realize that you can do so much with it without purchasing any other equipment. So everything from uh, recording your own presentations and publishing those as either MP4 videos or uh, uploading those to YouTube and then eventually embedding those into presentations that uh, you can push out in whatever platform that you want. So there's some, some less expensive options available if you're willing to kind of start at the beginning. Yeah, and I think, you know, some people probably hear you say PowerPoint and think, oh, that's so simple. But like you said, there's so much more that you can even do with a tool that everybody has and people just don't know how to utilize it. So um, glad that you're able to kind of make those connections and um, enhance what you already have without spending a ton of money to purchase something new. I want to talk about something you, you stated at the beginning, which is social media. That seems like such a foreign concept to me, uh, to use social media, my Facebook, for instance, for work-related um, communication. How do you get employees bought in um, and, and involved in that and really use the power of social media to enhance the work that you do? Well, just to let people know about it, we usually talk about social media in our, our Monarch University Facebook page during our classroom experiences. So when people come in, there's a quick 30-second plug that I'll have just to, to like and even show them what's available. But uh, we use it for announcing a lot of our classes, uh, again, doing some of our uh, post-class assignments and reminding employees of what they can, what they can utilize it for um, to post and share information with their uh, their, their employees and their, their peers and their coworkers. Uh, and also I like to use the clips from classes, especially anything that's on YouTube. And I'll send out those links as reminders for some of the things that we talked about as well. Uh, so social media, uh, I don't get too much past Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. but the one thing I do really like about it is I can sit here for about a half hour or an hour's time and I can set up posts to go out for the next two to three or four weeks and not have to touch it again. So uh, whenever you have that opportunity, it just automatically promotes a campaign where you're constantly getting some information out there and anybody that's on Facebook can uh, really absorb those and see it if they've liked the page. Definitely. And keeping it in front of people is one of the biggest challenges I think we face in L&D because it's very easy to forget about training. So if they're already on the platform, might as well put it in front of them. So I think Mm -hmm. that's genius. Um, I'm interested, you mentioned the dispersed workforce, which is something that, you know, companies who previously didn't have that challenge are now having it of having multiple locations or remote employees. So talk to us a little bit about how you use technology to um, help those employees collaborate and still feel a part of the culture if they're not coming into the main office there. Sure. What we do is uh, we'll start with PowerPoint in uh, a couple instances, especially with our new sales employees and also our new managers. Uh, With PowerPoint, what we've done is we've put together some interactive workbooks where slide by slide, there are a set of assignments in order for our employees to complete. So uh, after we've put together links and PDF documents and um, 
links to other sources, whether they be our employee hand, uh, yeah, our employee handbook or our sales manuals or things like that. Uh, then we have assignments in order for them to complete that basically says, show me what you have just learned and show me in your environment. So what is it that uh, you can do to either take a picture, send some uh, audio clips into me, and then I can coach those clips. I can coach those those uh, those videos. I can coach those pictures, and then talk to them either via email or via text, just to show them that what they did was correct or what they did was uh, off a little bit, and then give them some individual coaching for what it is that they may have missed. But uh, when we use that platform, and again, we're looking, we're talking about PowerPoint. We'll use that platform. We'll eventually PDF that. And then after we PDF that, we'll send it out via email in one package. And so that package we've referred to as our interactive training workbooks in order to, to start that process and to get things going. So we've covered a lot of different ways that you can utilize technology. Let's talk about kind of the return you're seeing, because my guess is you're introducing new things. Um, maybe sometimes it costs to buy an app or a platform. So how do you then prove to your leadership team and to your stakeholders that, you know, this is working and what kind of data and evidence do you give them? You know, in terms of the, the interactive programs that we've put together and pushed out, um, via PDF, just simply just be a PDF. Uh, we include the managers in all the responses and all the feedback and all the coaching. So individually, the managers can see exactly what their employees are doing, whether they're near their employees or not. And we're working with employees that are as far as three hours away that can see responses and hear answers and um, even understand what sort of concepts and philosophies their employees are trying to explain. And I, as a training manager, can give them some feedback and input, but also their managers can also give them feedback and input, uh, just kind of tail um, dovetailing on the conversations that I've had with them via email. So um, part of it is see them seeing the program firsthand and seeing exactly what the learnings are, especially in their environment with their workforce and with their uh, tools and resources that they have available. In addition, uh, whenever we use our online training tools, such as Biz Library, uh, we put together a monthly uh, usage report that summarizes the uh, cost per course, uh, the number of users that we have, that summarizes the completions that we have, in addition to you know what's the, the total value that we're getting, and then if we were going to try to find another way to offer some of these uh, courses, what would it cost to do it? And is it as cost effective or not? And uh, from there, it gives us just a, a basis to have some comparisons on. Yeah, I think that's a big thing that people use is the cost or maybe they're not. And that's a great tool for our listeners to be able to show that ROI. Because as you mentioned, you have people that don't come into the office. And so if they had to come in for every single one of these trainings, what would that cost be in terms of travel, lost productivity, because they're taking the day off? Um, have you, and I don't know if you have or not, have you sat down and actually determine how much savings you guys do have by utilizing this technology? You know, we have not. Uh, in one of our manager classes, we've done it for just a 90-minute training 
where we've taken kind of an average compensation for all of our employees, how much time it costs them to travel, just as you were talking about, to stay in a hotel if they were from uh, too far away. But um, the answers that we got and the, the calculations that we've used have all proven to be extremely beneficial, obviously, to go the technology route versus bringing people in and bringing and sitting people down and having them go through different classes. Uh, then you, you take a look at the opportunity costs of them not doing whatever their other job was, whether that be for us, warehousing, delivering, selling, or any of their admin functions. So um, even though we haven't quantified it with an exact dollar amount, I think that the savings are way, 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 way uh, high and exponentially lower just to use technology whenever possible. Um, let's say you, you start a new job all of a sudden. You get tired of, of Monarch Beverage. Um, which he would which never would not, do. Uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but you, you started a company, and they're using pencil and paper to track everything um, and maybe a lot of instructor-led training. Um, what are some technologies that you'd want to get started right away in that company? You know, um, it's funny because I actually do have a business that I, I work with and I, I own on the side. And uh, I think the first thing that you may want to consider is a website. And in terms of a website, just something that you can use to host videos or host any learning information if we're dealing with some kind of a learning environment and be able to publish those in a, an area that's not necessarily on YouTube or any of the other video platforms. Then whenever you need to uh, point those different uh, resources, whatever they are, and they could be, again, remind app uh, text messages, or they could be uh, Facebook uh, posts, or they could be emails, but pointing them to those websites in order to, um, again, just house some of the, the information, the resources that you have available. But I, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't go, um, um, I wouldn't pass up the easy stuff like setting up a website, which people can do uh, free these days, in addition to getting a, a better quality by paying a little bit more money. But again, you, you, you also can have the social media aspect to help communicate in addition to uh, folks like Delivera and uh, uh, MailChimp. So there's opportunities to go ahead and deliver some of those those email distributions or other campaigns to get the word out a little bit for what you're trying to do. Yeah, I think having that central hub can be invaluable as far as people just know that is the one place I go for all of my resources. It's going to be the most up-to-date information, the correct mm -hmm. version, because we've all had that struggle where people are looking at an employee handbook from four years ago, and uh, it's been updated, and yeah. knowing there's that one place you can go to for training. So I would agree with that completely. Awesome. Well, Lloyd, we appreciate you joining us today. Unfortunately, we are uh, running short on time. Is there anything that we missed that you think our listeners need to know? You know, when we, when we talk about learning technology, I think that the idea of micro-learning is something that learning professionals really need to embrace. Uh, the concept of taking and using short and small video clips that you've created or you could even create with your phones and upload to a presentation or to upload to uh, a mobile site or something like that is something that you can really take advantage of and really bring whatever message to uh, a customized audience. In addition, I think the whole concept of gamification is 
something that has really taken the whole learning profession by storm and not just talking at people, but now giving them an interactive experience where they can have fun, they can engage, and they can learn at the same time, I think are ways that would help moving forward the, uh, the learning profession and, and anything that uh, they're trying to get across. Also, uh, I know, I'm sure you guys have heard of the 70-20-10 model, and with regards to that 70-20-10 model, try to understand how is it that you can take the learning and put it in the environment and the laps of the, the learners so that you know you use the entire world as a classroom and not just you know a conference room or whatever your your environment is so i think learning professionals if they learn to embrace some of those different concepts and ideas moving forward they'll have a chance to see a lot more buy-in from their audience they'll have a chance to see uh, a lot more engagement from their uh, uh, the powers that be that may cut the checks for some of their their technology and then really push out uh, whatever learning initiatives that they need to successfully Definitely. Well, if people fast forwarded just to the end of the podcast and got those nuggets, I feel like that alone is going to be a great takeaway for people. So thank you for that. Um, As Derek mentioned, we are out of time, but it is always a pleasure to talk to you, Lloyd. We will see you in August um, at our conference again, and I'm sure we will run into you at other trade shows and conferences in the meantime always out there learning new things and networking so um, everyone be on the lookout for Lloyd thank you very much for joining us thanks appreciate the time see you at a a line yes (laughs) thanks for joining us today we hope you enjoyed our interview with Lloyd Brown here are three takeaways from this week's discussion first utilize the technology that you already have second Determine how your target audience uses technology and understand their technology habits. And third, find new ways to bring the classroom to the learner. This podcast is brought to you by Biz Library, your online learning partner. For more information, visit us online at www.bizlibrary.com resources. Every week, we like to spotlight one of the free resources Biz Library offers to help our listeners master the concepts and our key takeaways. This week... Check out our free ebook called The Focused HR Tech Buyer's Guide. You can find the link to this ebook in the show notes or on the Biz Library website on the resources page. If you'd like to appear on the Biz Library podcast or suggest a topic for discussion, visit us on Twitter at BizLibrary or email us at Hannah at BizLibrary.com. Don't forget to click subscribe leave a rating on iTunes, and share this episode with friends through social media. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Derek Smith. And I'm Hannah Brenner. See you next week.